Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, mi gente. So this is truly a first for the podcast. I was recently invited to take part in the East LA Meets Napa event hosted by Altamed. Now, if you've never heard of Altamed, they provide convenient, essential, and culturally sensitive health care. And this awesome event raises funds so that Altamed can continue to provide quality health care to the community. So like I said, this is a first as I took my newly acquired handy dandy recorder to the event and I was able to talk to vintners, guests, restaurants about what this event means to them and so much more. So take a listen. Please let me know what you think. It's totally a different vibe than any other podcast that I've that has been released. And let me know if you want to hear more on-site interviews. Here you go. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things, all while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. Are you looking forward to your first official food and wine tasting? Oh my goodness, yes, I am. All of the samples, all the good wine, food, cheese. I am super excited for it all. Hola, hola, guys! I'm with Miriam. Jessica, we're so excited to be here with you. I with am Altamed. So I know. I'm so excited. We're here at the East LA meets Napa Altamed fundraiser. It's so amazing. We're listening to Otamatli, and then we're pouring some amazing wines. We're so honored to be here with Onrama Cellars. Yes. I poured you our Escaramusa Rosé. Um, it's, it's amazing. A it's rose. a sparkling rosé. Yes. So we added that to our portfolio along with our Las Amigas, and then of course our other Cabernet. Pinot Noir, Sauvignon Blanc. You know, yours, actually all of them, I feel like I'm so stingy with your guys' wine. I went through that Las Amigas. That's the only sparkling wine I've ever had. Like, I can have the entire bottle by myself. Thank you so much. You know, we, we really love your support, and um, it's been great. It's been great to be part of Las Amigas and to really just show unity amongst vintners and that we are all working in collaboration and towards that same goal, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited. I did it. It was a last minute thing that I was able to get tickets. So I didn't want to tell you. I wanted to surprise you. Oh my God. When I saw you, I'm like, yeah, Jessica's here. <laughs> it was so nice. It's so nice. It's a great event. It brings people together. It connects us. And um, everybody should come to this event every year. Oh, yes. But do you remember what it supports? Yeah, it's it's um, the ultimate clinics. And they give, especially elderly people, they give them um, support and anybody that needs it. All from all levels, um, you come in and they won't charge you a dime. Yeah, and that's so important in these days because we know healthcare is a freaking 
crapshoot these days. I, I, I believe in Ultimate. I'm so happy. We have family that still lives here in Long Beach, and they've been to Ultimate Services and just amazing things. So it's so good that Castulo de la Rocha and um, his wife and Joel have really worked together to keep and open more clinics and give more support to our community. Because at the end of the day, they do. They care for the community. Yeah. There's going to be another one in Orange County. Are you guys going to be at that one? Yes. We're so excited. We're so excited. It's going to be amazing. So if you didn't make it to the LA one, please come to San Juan Capriciano. It's a great cost. And um, if you can't make it, guess what still make a donation make a contribution in some way shape or form because this ultimate is here to serve our community to serve the underserved people and uh, we all need to support and be part of it and I mean there's no better way to support them with wine and comida right oh my god amazing food amazing wine great music and then you reconnect with amazing people so come on and be part of it yes I'm so happy to see you likewise Jessica thank you and we will see you in Napa. Yes. Talking about ladies. Yes. Hola, hola, you guys. I'm here with Enrique of Encanto Wines. You guys, you, I'm sure you've heard him on the podcast. Enrique, ¿cómo está hoy? Todo muy bien. Estamos aquí disfrutando del bello LA Live aquí con Altamed. Apoyando. Estamos eh, cada año, como cada año, en los últimos 10 años. Y, really? Y, oh, yeah, más o menos 10 años tenemos aquí. Bueno, menos dos, porque el, por la, los últimos dos años no hubo. Pero estamos apoyando esta gran causa que es Altamed, aquí yeah. en Los Ángeles. Para todas las personas que están en necesidad de la salud, ellos están apoyando a toda la gente. Es muy gente. importante. Sí, sí. Yeah. So, I'm so happy to see you here. Yes, We get to fine. finally meet in person. Yeah. Salud. Salud. And now I'm here with Angelica. Yes, we're here together. Herencia de Valle. Wait, so how many years have you guys been, has Herencia de Valle been part of all this? Uh, part of what? Part of the ultimate. I think eight years. Eight years? I think so. I know Enrique said ten years he's been well, doing probably it. Probably ten years, but he's been a little longer. Yeah. yeah. But we're eight years, I, oh I believe. God. This is my first time. Oh, I love that you're here. I'm Very not, nice. I, you know, I purposely, I was telling Miriam, I purposely did not tell any of you guys that I was coming. Oh, I'm excited to see you. <laughs> it makes things so much sweeter. Yes, it does. My husband will be happy to see you. Yes. I mean, I still have your, you guys just sent me some more wine. I'm coming to our party. I'm going to be promoting it. So for the people that don't know, it's my boss's wedding, so I can't go. Oh, right. But Mava is having an event on August 20th. Mm -hmm. Would you like to share a little bit more about the Mava event? We're having an event on August 20th. It's going to be at least, I think, 16 vendors. Um, it's a tasting food. Uh, it's a festival. It's an art show. It's Ricardo Solbero, the one that does the Catrinas for Ultimate, and he also does for Mexico City. He's amazing. Um, and it's from four to seven this year because we don't know about COVID, right? But usually it's longer. But it should be amazing, and every year after that, it's going to be. Well, we know, you know, somos mexicanos, and it'll probably end up going longer than seven. Right, right. Eventually, it's part of seven. But you know there's after parties. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> we'll, well see how that goes. Well, I'm excited. 
I'm gonna go try some more of your wine soon. But I'm so happy to see you. Oh, I'm happy to see you. I'm so excited you're here. What is your name? Robert. Robert, and you, and I, of course I catch your mid bites. <laughs> is this your guys' first year here? No, we've been here several times. Yeah. So what keeps bringing you back? The environment, the organization, what it what it means and what it represents more than anything. Yeah. And are you guys both from LA? Yes. What part of LA are you guys from? East LA. So this really is your event. This is home. And the vision and mission that the company has is what brings us back. We know that we are providing funds for the underserved community, so definitely a pleasure to be here. So what has, so far, I mean, it's just still kind of beginning, but what's the favorite so far? The favorite so far? I think, you know, I, I've been craving to go go eat, make line for the paella, but the line's too long, so... Oh, they have, pa they have paella. Paella right now. They have paella, they have paella también. <laughs> no, I think definitely all the food is always great. And and what's great is they're, they're all local restaurants. So it's a taste of all of our cities. That's awesome. This is my first year. Is it? And I'm from San Diego, so... Yes, thank you. I mean, I've... Sorry? What do you mean, I'm sorry? For the long drive. We're, we're LA Dodgers. For the long... <laughs> I'm sorry for the drive. For the oh, drive. actually, you know, we got here in less than three hours. Wow. On a Friday. Yeah, that's good, wow. I guess. Yeah. yeah, it was meant. Yeah. It's like the universe is like, you need to be here. Right, yeah. Yeah. How did you hear about the event? I actually, be, through the podcast, I ha I've worked with several of the vintners. So they reached out to me and connected me with the organizers who wanted me to come out as media. Nice. Very nice. Well, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I so you enjoy it and you come back every year. It's definitely yes. a beautiful event. Yes, I'm loving it it's so far. It's only half of the event. Because usually. Who's interviewing who? Both of us. Yes, back and forth. Back you know, forth. You know it's how Latina, it is. It's a Latina thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a God thing. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Sam, what do you think so far? I am loving it. Thank you for inviting me. Loving it. So we've hit up three wine stations so far. Several more to go. I think we have like 12 or 13 more to go. And we, I, and we're, I'm barely in line for my first restaurant. La Paria Restaurant is the first place we're hitting. So I will keep you guys posted. Okay, I'm with Enrique. Joaquin. Oh, Joaquin. Why did I say Enrique? I Joaquin and what did you say, Long Eric? Yeah, that's your expert. With no, no. <laughs> with Gallegos Wines, who were not on the the directory, but they will be on the directory as of the time this podcast comes out. You guys will be on the directory. So how are you guys tonight? Uh, it's amazing. It's been an amazing experience so far. It's, this is your first one because you first. said Eric did not invite uh, you out. Dice, que me si ya saben cómo me pongo. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I, I see why. <laughs> <laughs> she looked me up and down. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love the podcast though. <laughs> yes. So how long have you guys been involved in this the ultimate event? Uh, so we've been here. Um, I think it's our like maybe seventh year uh, doing the event. Um, and it's always, um, every year we like to come back, like to support. Uh, it's kind of our thing to, you know, come from Napa and, and be as a family here and uh, not only enjoy, you know, our, the event, but also ourselves and just come out and have some fun. And Joaquin came this year. Thank you for coming, Joaquin. And, uh, I love it. It makes, makes it better when you're here. <laughs> no, but it's, it's great to have all the Latinos that actually do the work do the vineyard, like you were talking earlier about doing the vineyard work, that people don't know that there's so many Latinos in this business 
because you know you hear the big brands, but you don't hear the small brands like us, Gallegos. We're small, but we do the work. We do from the grapes, from the vineyard, to the production, to tasting. Obviously, right now we're we're pouring wine. We're pouring our own wine, which is amazing. You know, you get it from from the grapes to the production to the bottle and to us. So I am tasting your rosé right now, and I was saying that I'm surprisingly like getting more into rosé, but I think I'm finding, and tell me if you guys feel the same way, I'm finding that more and more rosés are not, are starting to become more dry and not as sweet. Are you guys finding the same thing? So all, all our wines that we produce are coming from vineyards that we, you know, we manage ourselves and we, we're seeing the vineyards from pruning all the way into harvest. And the, the rosé is one that uh, we make actually in a, in a traditional white wine style. So it's not like a, a bleed from a, a tank or it's not a, a saunier. Um, it's made in a white wine style where we harvest it at a higher uh, acid, uh, lower bricks. It's a little, it's dry, but it's the mouthfeel uh, is really enjoyable and soft and Again, it's made it like in a in a white wine style and not as sweet. I, not as sweet. Not as yeah. sweet. Oh, and you could tell before, before obviously when you learn about wine, you like the sweet wine, right? It's like coffee. People like the cream, the the sugar, but it's an acquired taste and I and now more people are enjoying less sweet wines than before. Uh, it, obviously also with the newer generation it's about your diet it's about not you know looking skinny whatever you know they have like the vodka what do you call those like white claws or whatever oh, yeah. but now it's about you know it's less it's not as sweet and people enjoy it i think the biggest thing with wine and one of the things that i enjoy more than anything is that you don't have to rush it you take your time even when you're drinking it you can take your time with it there's so much you can do, so many different foods you can pair with it. You can have it like the right wines you can have just on their own. You don't need anything with it. What is your, like both of you, Joaquin and then Eric, what is your favorite thing about, just about wine in general? So we live in Napa Valley, so we're known for wine. We're known for food. You don't, you don't realize what pairing a good wine with a good steak, let's say, a good steak. You don't you don't realize the dynamics about that. So that's one thing that we learned is now we know what people have meant but when it comes to pairing wine with food. So that's what we, I enjoy it myself. It's just as you get older, you enjoy a wine with the good food. And it's so amazing, like, how if you pair the wrong thing with your wine, how it completely can turn you off to a certain wine. You have a ceviche with red wine. You have your, have, to have your, uh, what do you call it, your beer, your modelo, because people like it. Yeah, I'm a, say, I'm a uh, michelada girl. Michelada girl, exactly. <laughs> so when you pair wine with a good steak, you compare uh, wine with, uh, you know, sweeter wines or uh, white wines with fish. Or, you know, it just, it's just amazing what, what it does. With your Eric, what's your favorite thing about, about wine? Growing up, uh, you know, in Napa, we always, you know, go to family parties and we, uh, my dad always said, you, you got to stop by the store and bring a six pack or, you know, uh, bring, bring beer or, you know, bring a bottle of wine. And, um, and, and what that does is I, I think when you celebrate and when you're, uh, you have a special occasion, you bring a bottle of wine, you bring beer. And it, it brings people together. You know, it, it's uh, no matter 
you know, who you are, your background, if it's your family and or someone you just met, you know, if you put a bottle of wine in the, on the table, it just kind of brings people together. And that, that's what I think to me it's something so special. People that you wouldn't, wouldn't even like talk to on the street or, or, or you know, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we've, we've traveled all over the country, you know, to the East Coast, to New York, to, to Texas to, to sell wine. And, and, and people that you wouldn't talk to on a regular basis, you know, it, it just brings you together. And um, I think that's something so special that, that, that wine does is, is just bring everyone together and, and celebrate and have a good time. I'm so glad I came to your table. Yes. Now you guys are going to officially be in the very first directory of Latino owned wines based in the U.S. Gallegos will be on there. So I appreciate you guys talking to me and answering my questions. Love you guys now too. I'm with Carlos from El Coroluense. Hearing you, I wanted to talk to you because I was hearing you tell these people that you guys entered a like worldwide competition for your paella. Yes. Tell me more about that. Okay, so my sister, my my mom are the ones that entered the competition. They've been going for about five six years competitively, and so it's a world competition. We get people from different countries, about twenty different countries. Uh, this past year, we actually won first place in the world. So we sell a traditional paella, which is a pork and chicken. Uh, we sell that in our restaurant only Sundays, which is Bell Gardens, California. It's six six zero zero Florence Avenue. That's the that's the address. We sell our every Sunday. Besides that, we also have award-winning seafood like uh, lobster nachos, tacos, aguachiles, and all that other good stuff. I mean, seafood is my favorite. Mariscos is my favorito, but I live in San Diego. Oh, it's worth the drive. It's worth it's worth the plane ride. I don't care what it is. If you're on the other side of the world, you come get us. It's worth it. I promise. But if you're ever in the area, stop by and, and try our seafood out. It's just it's personally it's better than the paella. I love the paella, but the seafood is better. So if you want to stop by our restaurant, like I said, Sundays paella. Any other day, we sell our award-winning seafood. Like I said, lobster nachos, aguachiles, and ceviche, and all that other good stuff. And how long have you guys been participating in the Ultimate Food and Wine Taste? So I believe for Ultimate, this is our first year here. We've done a couple of events with them before. This it's like our six year. Oh, six, six year. year. Six, six year. year. Yeah, this is the big Mama, boss. This is Mama right here. Mama Maria, como estas? Muy bien, gracias. <laughs> I haven't tried. I haven't tried the paella. It looks delicious. It is. Yes. Well, I'm hearing it from Mama Maria herself. It's yes. delicious. And we won the best international paella last year in Valencia, Spain. And not only that, we also won the, the second place for the best paella in the world in uh, Valencia too. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I will make sure that people know that this is included. This is a special podcast about the ultimate event. And not only that, uh, with our seafood, we were twice in the LA Times list of the 101 uh, best restaurants in LA for two years in a row. Love. Thank you guys so much. Of course, thank you. Let us know how you like it. Honest review. Okay, okay hold on, hold on. I'm going to keep this on. Well, I taste for the first time. It's good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Thank you. So now I am with <laughs> I'm with Karen, uh, one of the owners of Tierra y Vino. How are you, Karen? I'm doing great. I'm doing great tonight. Me too. I've had some some wine. I'm doing. I'm feeling muy feliz. Yo, yo feliz también. <laughs> the music, the wine, the food. It's a perfect evening. Oh yeah. And so we were talking earlier. You said this is your third year participating in the Ultimate Event. What keeps you coming back? Well, I love what the 
event stands for, number one, Altamed, the health concerns, and also the Latino community, the food, the wine. I mean, what more could you ask for? And obviously, the music in the background. And what is the hardest, like, because obviously you guys worked so hard year after year to bring people amazing wines. So what makes you say, I don't care if it's hard work, I'm going to keep doing it? It's the lifestyle, it's the passion for wine, and it is a lot of hard work, and sometimes the payoffs aren't so quick, but we love wine, we love food, we love the pairings, and we want to bring that to the community. So what has, have you tried other wines yet? Oh yes, We've been we always try other wines. What's been your, your besides your own, what's been your favorite so far? Okay, so you're putting me on blast, but um, I love all the wines. I feel like at every participation, at every different winery, there's something special. I've tasted some great Cabernets from Guerrero. I've been to a few other places and the, uh, again, the wines are great. Okay, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that because everybody keeps asking me, they're like, so you've tasted all the wines, what's your favorite wine? I'm like, you know what, I don't have kids, but my favorite wine is like my mom would say, her favorite child, it depends on her mood. 100%. And for me, I'm going to say what, it depends on what I'm eating. Absolutely. And you know what's so funny, like I get people when I'm talking to them on the podcast, so embarrassed by the wines and I like that they're drinking because they like something, whatever, and I'm like... Don't ever be embarrassed because the best wine is the wine that you like. That's right. And I feel the biggest thing I can say is be open. And if there's not a long line, just be open to tasting. There's something for everybody. And when it comes down to pairing, there's a match for everybody. Do you guys have a tasting room? Yes, we do. It's in Buellton, California, in the San Ynez Valley. And I'm happy to say my partner, Andres, and I, we've been in business since 2012. But he's been making wine uh, for over three decades. He started in the fields. He's from Jalisco, Mexico. And he's now a renowned winemaker. That's where my family's from. On my grandpa's side from Jalisco. Uh-oh. Hey. Chisme there. <laughs> Thank you so much, Karen, and I am enjoying the first wine that I'm drinking. I think they're going to go along the... So yes, you're going to start. You're yeah. the rosé. Yeah. I'm sorry the Grenache rosé. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. You as well. Wine break. Time to refill that glass and come back for more Wine and Cheese Men. Hey, mi gente. Gold Peak Real Brew Tea is here to unleash your sense of try. All right, can I be honest here? I'm not one who really drinks sodas, so if I'm not drinking water or wine, then you can usually find an iced tea in my hand. And since we're talking about unleashing my thirst to try something new, the next thing on my list is to go on a hot air balloon. The romance of seeing the world from that perspective makes my heart go pitter-patter, and since my other half is afraid of heights, it's something that I will probably have to try by myself or with a group of friends. So mi gente, tell me, what is on your try list? To learn a new language? To travel someplace you've seen in a magazine, your favorite show? Maybe it's just trying to make some time to pamper yourself. Ignite new passions and rekindle new ones. So try Gold Peak then, try something else. Because this taste is worth a try. Try Gold Peak. <music> 
Okay, I'm going to spill a little chisme here. I actually met my significant other through an online dating app. Pero let's be real. Meeting someone organically or through an app can be overwhelming, but with Chispa, it could get a little easier. Porque Chispa is the number one dating app of the Latina community and allows us to be authentically ourselves, sin filtros, porque sometimes it's just easier to connect with someone who understands your background and culture from Go. I know for me, having a partner who is Latino makes explaining things, well, I don't have to explain because he already knows. So create your own profile to attract tu novio o novia for right now or tu cariño por vida and meet other Latinos who share your roots and are just as proud of who they are and where they come from. So next time your tías start asking, ¿y tu novio? Or they want to set you up on a blind date, just download Chispa to meet your papacita or mamacita that you can bring to your family parties. Uno nunca sabe. Something amazing could come out of it. Check out the Chispa and tell your single friends too. It's free. Okay, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Gloria Bassan of Mario Bassan Sailors. And let me just say, everybody, we have been exchanging emails. <laughs> and so this is the first time we get to meet in person. Ah, excited. I know, I'm so excited. So how long have you guys been participating in the Ultimate event? It's been several years. I don't remember, but probably this is my, like, my eighth event. Or, yeah, since the event was in the um, in the building of uh, the train station. And are you going to be at the Orange County event? I will be there. I will be there too. So the biggest thing is with the Altamed event, all like so much money goes to Altamed in regards to supporting community and health. What keeps you coming back to this event? Well, basically that. I think it's a, it's a great cause, but also it's a great opportunity to connect with uh, people that is, you know, interested in wine. And um, for us, it's always been a great, great experience. What's been your favorite part of this year's event? It's a smaller event and you have the opportunity to talk a little bit more with everybody that comes to the table. I think that's, that's a, been a great experience. I know somebody was telling me earlier that's normally a lot bigger, but there's still a lot of people here. It, it is busy. And you, are you guys like out of wine? Basically, yeah. We are sold out tonight. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to get together because you're going to come on the podcast. Okay. Besides this, because we need to know your the story of Maria Pasan Sellers, right? Ay, claro que sí, encantada. Yes, but I'm so excited that I finally got to meet you in person. This is only the beginning because we know that Latino vintners are, we're just going to grow. We're just going to get bigger. I'm going to be here to support you guys for whatever you need. Thank you. We, we really appreciate that. Every little thing that we do to spread the word of who we are, it's always welcome and it's always, uh, you know, great because the more people know, the better for us too. And do you guys have a tasting room? Yes, we do. We are in downtown Napa, a small space where, you know, we have amazing wines. And what's the address? It's um, um, 960 Clinton Street. So if you're in Napa, and wait, let's talk about the event on the 20th because I'm going to be posting about it, but talk about the event that's happening in Napa on the 20th. Well, it's our uh, uh, La Cosecha. It's our 10th event that we're doing. Uh, 
obviously we have this COVID uh, parenthesis, but as uh, all the MABA members are participating, it's in a beautiful location. The chef is amazing, and we are going to have also an art installation from a local artist from here. So, is the last name and I'm forgetting right now his first name but no oh, it's no, Ricardo Soltero oh. he does all these amazing uh, Katrina's you know like a oh. so he's coming and it's uh, see I need a Katrina my birthday is Dia de los Muertos okay. well perfect yeah I know I need one right thank yeah. you so much I can't wait to like really talk to you and hear your whole story thank you I appreciate it and I I'm working for it. Yes, for sure. Okay, mi gente, so I am with Mike Cano, but let me tell you the history with Mike Cano. He actually is the former publisher in, uh, of Al Dia, which is a Spanish language newspaper in Dallas, Texas. And he left Al Dia right before I started at Al Dia. Then, now he does a lot of wine marketing and a lot of because he lives in Orange County now. I live in San Diego. And we connected both living in California. We had both lived in Dallas. Both worked for the same newspaper. Like, how crazy is that, Mike? Well, I think it's great. It's, it's so finally, it's really great to finally meet you in person. I congratulate you on your great podcast. And, uh, yeah, I think we need to continue to support Latino winemakers. I think they're really the future of the industry. And so I'm really, really glad that uh, we were able to meet, especially in an event like the Altamed Food and Wine Festival. So, so thank you. No, I mean, honestly, thank you because you have been so supportive since I reached out to you. You're like, whatever I, even today, you're like, whatever I can do, anything I can do to help, anything I can do to push to push us forward. So thank you. I, I appreciate it so much. What has been your favorite part of this year's event so far? Well, I think my favorite part is really to just reconnecting, you know, after a, uh, a two-year hiatus. I think it's really great to see some of the winemakers here again, to be able to see them face-to-face, -face, to be able to speak with them, to be able to taste their wonderful wines so I think the best thing here is just really the human connection with with the wine the winemakers the event and of course Altamed that does this wonderful event for such a wonderful cause I, no I completely agree so let me ask you what made you move from publishing from news into wines well I think it was a natural process being a publisher or just 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 being able to create content on a large scale like a newspaper and digital product, I think you're trying to serve the needs of the community. And I, the way I look at it now is that I think by being able to produce content about wine by Latinos, for Latinos, and about Latino winemakers, I think it kind of serves the same purpose. And I'm really proud of all these wonderful winemakers and the industry that is really moving forward to finally, after so many decades, to recognize the talent and the quality of wine that is being made by Latino winemakers. You know what? That's a mic drop moment. There's nothing else to say after that. Thank you, Mike, so much. I'm so happy I finally got to meet you in person. Yeah.
Yes, and I certainly hope it's not the last time. No, this is the first of many. Yes, thank you. I'm with Melinda <laughs> from Aldina Vineyards. You are the winemaker for Aldina Vineyards. Okay, I, got, I just am going to say this up front. You were telling me how long you've been making wine, and I'm like, you look like you just, like, turned 18 yesterday. Thank you. So tell me how long you've been making so wine. 07 was my first internship. So I've been working at an internship. I did 07 through 09, and then I went to Fresno State. After I graduated in 13, I kind of came and did a custom crush, and I have a multiple clients. And then I came on board with Aldina, and 2012 was our first finish. And Aldina is family too, right? They're extended family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, they're just really close friends that have become family. Well, I mean, in like you know, in our culture, it's like exactly. the friends are the family, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, so tell me, what is it that you do with Aldina Vineyard? You were talking about first of all when we were talking earlier, you were talking about your Chardonnay, which I found very interesting in regards to how you make your Chardonnay. So, can you talk about that? Yeah. So the Chardonnay is coming from Sonoma Los Carneros, which is really known for their Chardonnay and pinots because of the maritime climate. The fruit comes in really early in the morning. We do a direct press. We then go into a tank and stainless steel tank and we do a fermentation. From there, once we hit about 10 to 12 bricks, I'll take a little bit of juice and put it in a neutral barrel. And from there, it just kind of gives it its roundness, not so much shark. But I, what I do do is don't let it go through that secondary fermentation where it's that buttery, over-the-top uh, Chardonnay style. Ours is crisp, refreshing, high acid, goes really well with all sorts of cuisine. So you know what I've been um, feeling like with especially Chardonnays that are made by Latino winemakers is they're not letting it go through that second fermentation. Why do you think that is? Because, I mean, it's not it's just not our style. We like crisp, refreshing. We love food to go with ceviches. We like stuff that goes with all types of cuisine. And sometimes that buttery or that um, over-the-top, oaky characteristics really hide some of the beautiful fruit characteristics. What is the thing that you are most proud of as a winemaker? Man, there's so many different things. One is being able to grow with Aldina Vineyards. That's been one of the most amazing experiences for me. Them having enough faith that I can work with them and I can make wines that they love and enjoy. And then I get to use some of my artisticness on the styles I enjoy making. Do you find that being not only a Latina but being a winemaker... Do you feel like there's any sort of push or pull that comes with that? I mean, the industry's hard in general. I think there's so many different wineries and brands all over the place. And so you just kind of need to find your, your niche and know what you want to make. And I think that's kind of one of the hardest things is just kind of finding yourself. And even though there's so many people around, everyone has a different palate. So you'll be able to enjoy or someone will enjoy the wines that you make. Well, I will say that I have enjoyed all the Aldina, the Aldina Vineyard wines that I have had. So thank you for making that an enjoyable experience. Well, thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you in person. So. I know. I, You know, this has been like so awesome for me because I've worked with so many people. Francisco's like, I'm leaving, whatever. No, you have to wait a minute because. <laughs> but it's it's been amazing, and and thank you so much for give for giving me so much pleasure drinking the wine. Oh, thank you so much. So hopefully we'll see you in Sonoma soon. Yes. I am with the famous, the wonderful, the one and only Amelia Seja. ¿Cómo estás hoy? 
Hi, super bien. I am so delighted to meet you in person too. Uh, this is uh, such a wonderful sort of a grand opening for uh, the future of Altamed, East LA meets Napa. And um, we've been supporting East LA meets Napa since uh, uh, its first year that it was produced. So I guess that was 17 years. This is the 17th time. I didn't realize it was 17 years. Yeah. And seven years has participated in all 17 years. I think we're the only winery that has participated in all 17 years. Yeah, so far the oldest I've heard has been 10 years. Well, salud. Okay, we're trying your Chardonnay. What should we know about your Chardonnay? Well, our Serra Chardonnay comes from our Carneros Vineyards in the Napa Valley. Carneros is a sub ABA, American Agricultural Area, which is uh, has a maritime influence, so it's cool, foggy, and it's the ideal location to grow Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. This Chardonnay was uh, barrel fermented, but we only use a neutral French chalk, no new oak, um, and surly aged for nine months, but it's not mallow. So you can smell and taste that crisp acidity yeah. uh, and richness and creaminess, but not buttery popcorn. And it's a wine that you can pair, even with food that might have a spice component, like enchiladas, suizas, or I tasted it today, a really wonderful ceviche that had, that had a really nice kick uh, from a really wonderful restaurant, local restaurant here in LA. So I'm going to say, like normally, I've, I've realized what kind of Chardonnays I'm particular to and not and I'm honestly surprised that this is a barrel aged Chardonnay because it's not buttery it's not heavy and normal and because that for me everybody has their own taste for me I don't like the heavy buttery Chardonnays and this is not heavy or buttery at all well we didn't allow the secondary fermentation, malolactic fermentation. We didn't induce it. And if the wine is being barrel aged in a warm sort of a room with warm temperatures, if a barrel is infected um, with a bacteria, then it could accidentally go into malolactic fermentation. But we keep our barrels in a very cool space and we don't inoculate it. So that never happens. So, but surly aging means we allow the wine to hang out with the dead G cells, and the dead G cells donate their body to make this amazing wine so creamy and rich, but not buttery. But And also that we are able to maintain the great, crisp, uh, racy acidity that it has. So it's sort of an oxymoron. It's both creamy and rich, but it has that racing acidity. Oh, yeah, it's delicious. So what is next? What are you guys coming out with next? Is there What's the next thing coming out? Well, um, we the pandemic sort of put a little bump in the road. We were through the building permit process. And now we were just granted um, building permit so with a commercial kitchen. And as you know, I'm a chef too. So we can't wait to uh, build this amazing mecca where uh, wine-loving fans who also are really into uh, amazing cuisine, but not just Mediterranean cuisine, how about Mexican, Asian, world cuisine to pair well with all, with our wines that are so balanced and perfect. What do you say to Latinos who think wine is 
just too bougie for them. Wine is a universal language and it brings people together. And in our Latino culture, it's all about sharing multi-generations in the kitchen, cooking together and enjoying chismes, a gossip with, while we're cooking and enjoying a glass of vino. So, uh, actually, there's room at the table for wine, regardless of what the menu is. Just trust your palate. Don't listen to anyone. If you like sweet wines, by God, enjoy them forever. And only enjoy the wines that you love with the food that you love, period. Thank you for saying that because I tell people all the time, the best wine is the wine that you like. Do not let people tell you, don't let people shame you into what you like or don't like. Whatever you like, that's the best wine, right? Absolutely, and there is actually um, a reason. So we humans are biologically different, and how do we enjoy wine? How do we experience wine? We experience wine using our senses. And I don't smell the same thing you smell when you, for example, take a a whiff of a beautiful rose. With, uh, you smell something different because you have a different olfactory bulb than I do. Or when you put it on, uh, when you when you take a sip and you swirl it in your mouth and you over your tongue and you taste the viscosity. I mean, you also have a different experience than I do. So don't ever listen to anyone. Only listen to your own palate, to your own olfactory bulb, and enjoy the wine that you love with whatever food you love. For example, I love champagne. For from France, but I also like sparkling wine from California, and I have it with filet mignon. Who's going to stop me? I enjoy it as well. <laughs> so, beans and cabernet, con una tortilla recién hecha, un chile del molcajete, and a glass of cabernet from Napa. Oh my God, it's just, your senses just go like... Wow. So it's it's about allowing yourself to explore wine under your own terms, not anyone else's. And and that is what we have been doing at Seba Vineyards. It is about literally empowering every wine-loving fan to enjoy wine that they love. We don't, I mean, I can, I can like, take us uh, right now, I mean, put my nose in this glass of this amazing Chardonnay. It is amazing. Like a, for me, it smells right now like a lime, una Monk that was just freshly cut and the little oil like splashes all over your face and it's that smell that freshness but you know what though you might smell something different and that is okay too so you know what I smell I smells like like earthiness on this I really do I kept trying to feel like what what was I smelling what was I smelling and I kind of smell like dirt and like earth and but I love it like I it smell almost like um like after rain oh that freshness yeah. and that really wonderful aroma that remains after uh, the, the earth is soaked with rain. Yes. And it's just, yes. Well, you know that wine is an agricultural product, so it is grown on the ground and on the soil and it actually gets a lot of its attributes from the minerality of the soil and um, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, more than any other varietals, are actually ones that really reflect their birthplace, the vineyards, the, the not not just the soil, which means ter terroir in French, but it, it's also like, like I can close my eyes right now. I'm closing them actually, <laughs> and I can actually feel the wind blowing through that vineyard, which actually uh, blows in that particular vineyard on Las Amigas Road in Carneros in the Napa Valley from west to east, and it's, it's this like little wind 
that everyone loves. I love it. Not everyone loves it, but I do because I don't like the heat. Um, and and it gets like really windy, and it's what allows the moisture because it's foggy during the day. So that wind we need it because we want to dry off the the clusters on the vines while they're maturing, so that there are no molds or mildew or fungi that can set in and then ruin the you know that crop. You, so we need that really wonderful wind. And then, like magic, at eight o'clock it stops. It's it's magical. It's lovely. I wish you guys could see her face, and this is why she's la reina of the Napa wine scene. Because if you did not get that from what she just said, I cannot wait for us to do a full podcast. Oh, I can't wait to do that either. You have to come and visit me. We can yes, do, we can do it from our vineyard. Uh, I'm down. La, Las amigas on a, and then of course we can do um, an, a, a really authentic like peasant food, which is my favorite because I grew up in a little village called Las Flores in Los Altos de Jalisco in Mexico. My grandpa's from Jalisco. Oh, well, see, there already we share, a, <laughs> we have a lot in common because we Jaliscienses, tapat, you know, tapatios, tapatias, we literally like are like glue. We like stick together. There's something so... That's magical. why me and Delia got along so yeah. quickly. That's why I saw you. We were just like, ah! I'm so, I'm so happy that I got to finally meet you in person. I cannot wait for us to do like a podcast in like really a full length podcast in person because I mean, la reina. Obvio. Gracias. Muchas gracias, querida amiga. Me alegra tanto de que I'm just so happy that increasingly there are we we need to open the doors for for everyone regardless of um, ethnic background people of color mexicanos que trabajamos en los viñedos we need to make wine exploration democratic and really give recognition to the true artists of the wine industry los trabajadores los campesinos and we can we, you can be our voice darling and really bring those stories of uh, all of us who started working in the vineyards and now are shaping the present and the future of the wine industry and changing it at the same time by really inviting everyone to come and join us because there's room for every single person that is interested in the wine industry and the faces of the wine industry are changing and they look like you and me, darling. I don't even know what to say after that. You're so sweet. And I'm so, so happy. And I've had such an amazing time tonight. I've had, like, I'm, I've had the opportunity to meet so many. And I'm so happy I got to finally meet you. We're going to get this done. I'm September. That's what I'm thinking. September, I'm harvest going to Napa. Harvest time. Yes, harvest time. That would time. be awesome. Because there's a, there's this aroma in the air. Because the must once the grapes um, have gone through alcoholic fermentation, they are actually actually shoveled out uh, from these huge tanks and then they're playing. Don't give everything away. Don't give it. We got, we got something. We got to save stuff. We got to save it. So people, we can't give it all away now. No, don't give your secrets away now. <laughs> well, it's such a pleasure. And I think Altamed and Isole Misinapa is such a brilliant idea. And we are so supportive of our communities. And most importantly, one of the reasons why I really love supporting Altamed is because 
uh, regardless of immigration status, no one is turned away, and they everyone receives health care. So, and that is so unbelievably important. Yeah. So, salud, salud. to vino, to amazing food, uh, Altamed, and to all of us. La comunidad, la gente. La gente, nuestra gente. Salud. Gracias. I have Guillermo and Angelica de Herencia de Valle. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, bien. ¿Cómo estás? How has it been? Like now that the event is over, we're like a post event. How do you feel? Um, I feel good. I feel good. My feet hurt. I should have worn sneakers, but it was an awesome event. <laughs> and Guillermo, I know you're feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm feeling good. Did you good. enjoy the event? I did. I did. It was nice. Yeah? Yeah. What was your favorite part of the event? Uh, just watching and seeing all the Latinos and all uh, the people having a good time. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I liked. You are also the president of MAVA, the Mexican-American Vintners Association. How does it feel of, of MAVA being such a core part of this event? Uh, East LA meets Napa is something uh, that uh, resonates in our hearts and resonates in our, in our being, right? We really appreciate what uh, Ultimate does and what they do for the community. So we, 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 we really support and we uh, appreciate. <laughs> you hear that? I hear that. <laughs> we really appreciate what they do for the community. So we, we support everything that they do. And, and, you know, it feels good to be part of the, the East LA Meets Napa uh, event. So for those who don't know, who haven't, who don't already know, initially when I started the whole podcast, sure. I reached out to Mava sure. and you were, it took a little bit for us to connect, but when we finally connected, you and Angelica were super open and, and invited me to, to come to Napa, which we finally got to meet sure. and everything. And I, where do you want to see like Latino vintners go? What do you want next for not just Mava, but just for the community? I want to see the Mexican vintners be in every single household. I want to see Mexican American vintners be represented and in, in, in purchased by the, ever, the everyday Latino. So when you go to the store and you want to buy a glass of wine or you want to buy a bottle of wine, I want you to buy a Latino wine. I want you guys to buy Latino wines as well. And that's why we created the first directory of Latino vintners based in the U.S. Because we want you guys to use that. So I will just say, personally, Mava has been so supportive of me and so supportive of the Wine and Chisme podcast. A lot of that has to do with Yermo and Angelica and so many others of these vintners that have just welcomed me into their community with open arms when I literally had no experience, didn't know what I was doing. All I knew was that I wanted to showcase them. So I appreciate you guys so much. You know, we none of us know what we're doing. <laughs> That's the reality. So we're trying to make our way we're trying to do what we can do right and we depend on people like you to spread the word that's all i will do everything i can thank you Guillermo. 
Okay, you guys, final, like I have Cristina Sanchez, the Vice President of Public Affairs for Altamed. How I ended up in front of this lady, I honestly do not know, but I appreciate it. And thank you, first of all, thank you so much for allowing me to even be part of this event. I think it's so unbelievably important. Can you tell me why Altamed decided to, to do this type of event? To, to fundraise and to be such a pivotal event for Altamed? First of all, I want to thank you for being here and joining us for your first time. We know we're going to have you back. <laughs> um, I think your podcast and your audience is synonymous to what we do here. Altamed produces this event as a fundraiser, a fundraiser to take care of the communities that we serve. With over 500,000 patients that are part of our care, we know that sometimes it's just not about their medical care. Sometimes they don't have money for rent. Sometimes they don't have food. And it's us basically ascertaining and making sure we know that our patients are being taken care of 360. Working with our elected officials to make sure that we have open space so they can do exercise, making sure that they're eating healthy, making sure that they're doing their routine exams. That's what Altamed is. And this fundraiser and bringing everybody together is important because it's food, it's wine, it's our culture, and it's music. And we hope to continue to do events like this that bring us together and ultimately benefit our communities. I love that. And I, look, I'm not going to lie. If we could do something like this in San Diego, I will do whatever I can to make it happen. Why do you think it's so important to not just have this fundraiser, to, but to make sure that it centers, this one centers around East LA and Napa, and the other one's Orange County and Napa, but why do you think it's so important to focus on the Latino community within this fundraiser and to, to focus on Latino vintners from Napa? I, I think it's important that we understand our audiences. We are 74% Latino <laughs> patients, and when we discovered that our brothers and sisters in the Napa Valley, so many of us perceive us to still be the agricultural workers that are picking the grapes. And to see that for so many years, we are the winemakers, we are the managers, we are the landowners, we are the lawyers. It is an amazing feat and an accomplishment, and we need to amplify that. And we felt that this was a good opportunity to bring all of our Mexican-American vintners and Latino vintners from Napa Valley, Sonoma, the entire Northern California region, and to help promote their businesses. They do this as a business. And if we don't come together to support each other, we are nothing. As it relates to San Diego and Orange County, I mean, look, we have the Valle right across the way, which is just an amazing uh, also area where winemaking has been happening for so many years. And now it's a destination. It's it's on the map. And we've worked with our our winemakers, the, the, the really old ones, the Montechaniques of the world that have been there for a long, long time. But we hope to continue to grow this and really bring the community together to benefit our communities. So last question, as far as being a Latina in such a pivotal position that affects so many other Latinos and in, in such a vast array because Los Angeles, I mean, California, I think is more Latinos than anything else at this point. 
how does it feel? And I need to interview for the podcast, so I'm just putting it out there right now. But how does it feel like being a Latina, being in this position, and knowing that what you're doing is affecting so many? I have a 30-year career in broadcast television. I came from very large networks. I worked in corporate America, and I found Altamed, not by flukes, but because it was a place for me to go and get information for my communities, to have information on diabetes, prenatal care, medical care as a whole. My life, my journey brought me to Altamed, and now being with them full time, I never imagined myself working for a healthcare company and much less a nonprofit. But I find such great satisfaction because it's my passion. And I know that I'm using my skills as a professional, as a marketer, as a Latina, but I'm also helping communities that need us so, so desperately. Is there a way for people to be able to continue to support Altamed that may not necessarily be in the area, but they want to support what the mission of what Altamed's doing? I think it's important that you you go to our websites, you follow us, altamed.org. You can find us on Instagram, LinkedIn. Learn about what community health centers are, what we represent in our communities. It is undeniable that we serve people who otherwise would not have care, medical care. And although we only have 20% of their time, because that's how much they spend in our clinic, everything else is up to them. Whether or not they eat healthy, they do exercise. And we continue to be vigilant of the struggles of our people and want to make sure that we grow and that this model that our CEO, Castro de la Rocha, started 53 years ago continues and then that legacy is honored and that we continue to grow. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking your time. Like I said, I don't know how I ended up in front of you and I don't, I, I, Appreciate and I'm so humbled and grateful that you were like, no, I, I that I needed to be here. It just makes my like I feel like my mind is blown right now. But I appreciate you so much. I, you know, I don't live in in LA, but I a lot of my audience is in LA, and I appreciate everything that Altamed is doing for our community. And thank you so much for letting me be like a teeny, teeny, tiny part of that. On the contrary, you're here now, and we're not letting you go. You're going to come back, and you're going to be a very pivotal part of Altamed and our growth. So we thank you for joining us and experiencing this with us. Thank you. Okay, mi gente, honestly, after tonight, I don't even have the words to share how humbled I am, how mind-blown I am that some of these people even knew who I was or know who I am because I feel like I'm just this little person plugging away at this little podcast hoping that people will hear it and discover it and hear the stories and pay attention to these vintners and and buy wine from these vintners and to hear that so many people like knew who I was and to find out that the vice president of community like from from Altamed said, no, I needed that. She wanted me to be at this event. I don't even know the words to express. But I guess the biggest thing I wanted to say is if there's something that you feel compelled to do, do it. Don't let anybody stop you. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. Because if you feel like you should then do it then don't don't let anybody stop you don't let anybody try and squash your dreams because if that were the case 
this podcast wouldn't exist. If I let everybody else tell me what I should do, this directory wouldn't exist. I just want you guys to follow whatever your heart is telling you and do those things and take that risk and be scared because it's okay. Because if it fails, then at least you know. But if it doesn't, then you have the world ahead of you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Cheese Med Podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Cheese Med on our website, thewineandcheesemedpodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at The Wine and Cheese Mint on Instagram and at The Wine and Cheese Mint Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Cheese Mint, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos.